Cuddle Connect review on Pro Cuddle Hustle podcast. Welcome back, my dearest listeners. Originally, this episode was going to be titled Cuddle Up and Cuddle Connect Review. I was going to say that Cuddle Up is a waste of time. Of course, when I was writing the script, I got my first booking and I've been on Cuddle Up for over a month now. With other websites like Cuddle Connect, I would get a booking maybe once every 30 messages. Whereas with Cuddle Up, it's more like one in every 100 messages I send. As of today, Cuddle Connect is no longer a platform. And so you would think that if a major platform were to go out of business, a lot of those people would come flooding towards other platforms like Cuddle Companions and Cuddle Up. But I did not experience an influx on Cuddle Up, which makes no sense to me because with other websites like Cuddle Companions, when Cuddle Connect went down, they were not accepting applicants and they didn't even have a message like, we're not accepting applicants now, but within three weeks. No, they were just like, we are not accepting applicants. I already told my audience on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram how I felt about Cuddle Connect back when it was still a thing. So if you aren't following me on any of my social media like YouTube, TikTok, IG, this is your sign. So here is my long overdue review of Cuddle Connect. And of course, links for everything in this episode are going to be in the description. I used Cuddle Connect from April to June 2021. I got vaccinated in late March of this year. Then I was only seeing my regulars again. Once it was two weeks after my Johnson & Johnson, I was like, okay, I am ready to meet new people. Back then and now, I still wear my mask during cuddle sessions. In fact, I recently got my booster shot, which is the second Pfizer. If you're listening from another country and these vaccines are not available in your country, here in the United States, we have three main vaccines. Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson is the only one where you only need one shot. The other two, you need to get two shots and they have to be about two weeks apart. My partner also got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine the same day as me, except... When he got his booster shot, he asked for both Pfizer vaccines, which I really don't understand. If you have done the same thing, or if you only got one booster shot like me, let me know. Now, I digress. I don't know when Cuddle Connect made their debut. If you have the answer, please say so in the comment section of where you're listening to this. I did find evidence that Cuddle Connect existed in 2019, and the only reason why I know this is because I turned off the VPN on my laptop and found a Cuddle Comfort forum about Cuddle Connect. There is a disclaimer at the top of the forum which reads, this post was made by a fake account for promotional purposes, which is extremely fishy to me. I wouldn't be surprised if employees at Comfort created forums slandering other Cuddle companies. Those forums would show up when you search their competitors on Google. I was recently messaged on Twitter, my podcast Twitter, about why this could be. They sent me three long paragraphs and I'm not going to say their name, but but they said, I was listening to episode eight of Pro Cuddle Hustle and you had asked if anyone had any ideas why VPNs would be banned on one of the cuddle sites. My only guess besides getting analytics is maybe to catch slash prosecute scammers or abusers. Not that many of the sites do much, if anything, in the realm of prosecuting. I know I'm not a lawyer yet. I'm getting my degree at the end of this year, but I'm pretty sure that only attorney generals, police, 
judges can prosecute. Or at least in my country, only a justice can prosecute. I know a lot of people have similar jobs in the United States. When I was 18 years old, I thought when I take my behind the wheel driving test to get my driver's license, I thought if I had made any illegal turns or whatever, that my driving proctor was allowed to issue me a citation. You know, it sounds really ridiculous in hindsight. And maybe that is the case in your country. But here in the US, you can make as many mistakes on the behind the wheel test at DMV and they're not going to write you up. And I think the same thing applies to these cuddle websites. If someone were to sexually assault a pro cuddler, I don't think they can arrest whoever did the sexual assault. I think the most they could do is to ban that user. And if they have the IP address of that cuddle client, then they can ban the IP. But you know, they could also use a different cell phone, use a different laptop. I don't have all the answers, okay? These are just my thoughts as they're rolling into my brain. Oh, this same person sent me another question. Their question is, if someone was on the fence about getting into becoming a pro cuddler, would it be acceptable to book for a few sessions? Of course, letting them know you're interested in doing so, in part to get a feel for it and learn a bit. I never ever wondered whilst cuddling a client, what if they're only booking me because they want to experience a cuddle for themselves and then they could eventually become a professional? Maybe it's because I've only cuddled men. I've never been booked by a woman, although I don't discriminate between genders. I don't see anything wrong with booking a pro cuddler if you're planning on becoming a pro cuddler yourself. I will say I would charge different prices for mentorship versus just cuddling. Because when I'm just cuddling someone, we get to talk about almost whatever we want to talk about. Mentorship is very specific and I do have the capacity to mentor people. But going back to my review of Cuddle Connect, when I type out the names of these companies, I usually do capital C and then capital C comfort. I guess for the sake of this podcast, I'll just refer to these companies as comfort or connect. If I just said up, that would be weird, but you get the gist. The connect website is still up except the homepage is a free WordPress template. I don't know how many headquarters Connect had. They were a multinational. They definitely had one in India, which had a really gnarly second wave of coronavirus. So gnarly that Cuddle Connect as a whole had to shut down. And I don't think they're gonna make a comeback. If I am following Cuddle Connect on any social media, then I guess they're not active because I have not seen anything from them, not even emails from them saying, hey, we're gonna make a comeback. I was a paying user on their website. They would email me every once in a while trying to get me to buy their books and to subscribe to their YouTube channel. But yeah, I I think whoever owned Cuddle Connect, they're just going to move on to the next chapter of their life. Connect's payment processor was PayPal and PayPal is horrible. (laughs) Starting in early 2020, PayPal had this fraudulent way of, for lack of better words, upselling. I don't know the perfect economic term, but to this day, whenever you buy something using PayPal, you get asked during checkout to donate to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. It's just as scammy as when you go to a grocery store and you're asked to donate to a scammy charity. And before someone comes for my ass, do not harass cashiers who are required to ask every grocery store customer to donate to a scam. One common rebuttal is that grocery stores will match every donation. I am all for raising money for charity, but if a grocery store is able to donate millions of dollars a year to a charity, but still not pay their employees livable wages, that is performative activism. It's embellished exploitation. You gotta be royally stupid to exploit essential workers during a pandemic. Correct me if I'm wrong, but from March 2020 to 
June 2021, Minnesota Freedom Fund hadn't been accepting any donations, but because Minnesota Freedom Fund received over $30 million in donations in 2020 alone, so they legally had to close their donation link. As if PayPal wasn't scammy enough by closing sex workers' accounts and taking all their money. Okay, one user on a Cuddle website does not define the entire website. And this was a one-time event, but this is the only time I've ever experienced this in my career as a professional cuddler. In April of 2021, I was messaged by a male pro cuddler. I'm doing air quotes. We traded Snapchat usernames and he immediately asked me to send him live photos of myself. Regardless of your gender, no one is entitled to photos of any professional cuddler. And before anyone asks, I showed my face in every photo I uploaded to Cuddle Connect. I didn't have any friends only pictures there. So obviously I blocked the dude on Snapchat. Then he messaged me on Cuddle Connect days later saying, sorry for blocking you. I just have been catfished a lot. It sounds like he was a non-pro posing as a pro cuddler to catfish other pros. Yeah, that's an elaborate plan. I have been catfished by clients before, but that does not lead to trust issues with other cuddle professionals. It, this guy was devoid of logic. About a month after I joined Cuddle Connect, I became a stripper. I stripped way more often than I cuddled in May, but I still made more money through pro cuddling. What made Connect superior to Comfort was the differences in their moderators. Back when I used Comfort, all the moderators were male customers. Not a single mod was a female pro cuddler. Sorry for using gender binary words, but there was an uncomfortable power dynamic I was trying to escape before I joined Connect. That's why I was disappointed the day before Connect went under. Their moderator, who was also a pro cuddler, whom I had exchanged messages with before, messaged me. She was not happy that I included my official website in my bio. In June 2021, my official website only mentioned professional cuddling and my online sex work. I'm not naming names, but she said, could you please remove the reference to your external site from your profile? The external site also has links that are not aligned to the platonic wellness concept that our community stands for. Hope you understand and ensure that your services and references here always stay platonic. Of course I didn't listen. What I did instead was tweet. I bet they're going to listen to my podcast out of boredom where I'm extremely open about my sex work and tell me to omit that from my bio as well. Because I was a provider, I had to pay to use Connect. At first, I chose $5 for one month. After that trial, I bought six months for $20 in May, and in June, I was refunded only five out of the $20 when they went under. Connect is the only cuddle company I'm aware of that has made an app for both Android and Apple devices. I rarely used the app. The Cuddle Connect app was not well designed. Vital Axe Incorporated made the Cuddle Connect app. That's spelled A-C-T-S. Even if I wanted to use the scheduling appointment feature, the entire year of 2021 didn't exist in their calendar. 2020 and 2022 existed, weirdly enough. So that's all I have to say about Cuddle Connect right now. Yes, I have receipts. Check my Twitter, check my Facebook, because I would really like to evade spreading misinformation. Now, in August, I published my very first article on Scented Pansy. 
It's a website that is mainly about selling used underwear, but they do have this one page called Put In Magazine. It's not a physical zine. It's where buyers and sellers can write their own articles and everyone on the website can read them. So of course I made my first article on Scented Pansy about my pro-cuddling podcast. And whenever I write articles for Scented Pansy, I normally make them a very quick read. I don't do word count. I'm not getting paid by Scented Pansy to write articles. I'm writing them because I genuinely want to write them. I recently wrote my second article. It is still waiting for approval. It takes about, what, five days, but I'm impatient. So of course I shared that article on my Patreon. In fact, I've already written my third to be article for Scented Pansy. I scheduled that to post on my Patreon in a couple of days. So until then, please support me on both Patreon and Scented Pansy. I received two comments on my pro cuddling article already. The first one said, I've never heard of such a thing and I'm so intrigued. Definitely would love to hear more. So if y'all have ideas on what my next professional cuddling related article should be, I am one email away. My email is felicityazra at gmail.com. And to keep y'all on the edge of your seats, I do plan on writing about my acrobatic journey. I have considered writing a scented pansy article about my disabilities. I'm not the first person to write about their disabilities for Scented Pansy. I'm a bit reluctant because I don't want people to sexualize my disabilities. Like, if you fetishize me for being an acrobat, that's fine. People pay me a dance for them. People don't pay me for being disabled. I, I just don't want to get into that right now. Ooh, another thing I recently added to my Patreon. I uploaded a 3 minute 42 second long video of me reading Annie Sprinkle's letter to Margot St. James. In June of this year, I had the privilege of publicly speaking for the San Francisco Tenderloin Museum. They had an hour-long virtual memorial for Margot St. James. So if you want to watch me read a letter from one longtime sex worker activist to another, it is an unlisted YouTube video. I implore y'all to watch the entire hour-long virtual memorial, but if you only want to see my part, I created a separate video. I did recently upload two dance videos to my YouTube channel. They're free for anyone to watch. My podcast episodes are 18 and up, but can assure you that my dancing videos are completely in compliance to YouTube's guidelines. The first one is of me dancing on an LED pole. It's very cool, if I do say so myself. I use a smoke machine. I had a professional videographer film it and edit it, whereas my Lyra Hoop video, I just filmed that on my own professional camera. There's no fancy editing, but for what it's worth, I'm dancing to two beautiful Beautiful songs. The first one was a video submission to my very first poll competition. I won only fourth place. I don't want to mope about it. The second video, I submitted that to a virtual showcase. It's my very first circus performance that isn't for a student recital. I am not sponsored by the SW Rolodex, but I want to give them a shout out because I recently found a freelancer there to caption my YouTube videos. I also recently 
recently found a freelancer there to manage my Twitter and Instagram for my podcast. I'm so excited. One of my more recent posts on my Instagram is which YouTube channels do you want to see professional cuddlers featured on? Tag the YouTube creators in the comments. And I said I'd love for Jubilee to make a spectrum episode with pro cuddlers and an odd one out episode with cuddle professionals. So if you're not familiar with that YouTube channel, I can assure you they're not paying me to give them a shout out. There are two series that I religiously watch. One is called Spectrum and it's where I would say about seven people who all have one thing in common or I guess they're told various prompts and then they have to stand on various lines saying strongly agree, somewhat agree, agree, disagree, somewhat disagree, and strongly disagree. I'm sure all of us have done something similar to that in our lives. I would love to be featured on a Spectrum or Odd One Out episode and they did do virtual episodes during 2020 but I think they're switching to a completely in-person format again which makes me sad. <laughs> As with Odd One Out, I think some people played a game similar to that called Spot the Mole when they were a kid. I would say about six people all supposedly have the same thing in common but one person is a mole so one person is a fake and they all have to vote each other out in various rounds. The winners of the game split a cash prize. So for my pitch, five professional cuddlers should be rounded up. That sounds awful, but five pro cuddlers should be rounded up and there should be one person pretending to be a pro cuddler. Maybe they're, maybe they're a cuddle client. Everyone has to figure out who the mole is. And there are a lot of cuddle professionals in Los Angeles where they film. I don't think they would have any problem finding cuddle professionals and cuddle clients. And speaking of pro cuddling news, I'm not being endorsed by them, but Cuddle Party recently rebranded. I checked out their social media and website and it looks gorgeous. Props to whoever their new social media manager is. What's unique about Cuddle Party is that they host these snuggling parties. People show up in their pajamas and pillows and they just, they just cuddle pedal. And there are facilitators present to make sure that everyone's respecting everyone's boundaries. I have yet to attend one. Cuddle Party is having a foundations of facilitation training in early October in San Diego, California. And I do have a previous podcast episode talking about my quarrels with pro cuddling certifications, but this is different. This is a certification to be a cuddle party facilitator. So I do think it's a lot different. If you have a certification in being a cuddle party facilitator, please reach out to me. I want to interview you. Another question I was recently asked in my Twitter DMs is, do you find it problematic at all to be so transparent about your sex work as well? I've debated funneling clients between the different experiences I offer and would appreciate your input. I gave them a really short answer, but on Instagram, I expanded. So I'd like to preface this with I'm privileged because I'm no longer professional cuddling out of survival. I made different choices in 2018 than I do in 2021. Honestly, raising your rates drastically and requiring more in your screening process would reduce your number of bookings more than being an out sex worker. In 2018, my rates were $65 per hour and I met new cuddlies every week. I eventually charged 80 bucks an hour and 100 bucks an hour. My rates are currently 130 an hour. Now, if I jumped from 65 to 130, especially in 2018 when I started, my career would probably 
probably not be as successful as it is today. I started out not screening and not requiring deposits for both cuddle clients and sex work clients. If you're pro-cuddling for survival, I understand. If screening and deposits aren't an option, plenty of people don't have access to payment apps and background checking websites. Most cuddle platforms don't let you mention sex work in your bio or in chat rooms, but I was open in 2018 about, about being a sex worker to every repeat client of mine, which was a very small percentage of every client. Even clients who don't know I'm a sex worker will openly share their experiences with me of seeing different sex workers. And a lot of them saw sugar babies and a lot of them saw full service sex workers. If someone judges me for the other services I provide, they never would have been my cuddle client in the first place. If another provider judges me for my occupation, I'll befriend providers who support me. If a cuddle platform bans me for being an out sex worker, they're probably not going to last long. One of my regulars has even visited me in the strip club. Another regular of mine pays my cancellation fee over Stars AVN. Please subscribe to my Stars AVN and visit me in the strip club. Sex positive cuddle buddies exist. If you put yourself out there, they will find you. I rarely get comments on Instagram, but another pro cuddler who goes by Eric Wittenmeyer says, hell yes, we exist. Sex is a beautiful thing meant to be discussed, explored, and shared. It warms my heart so much when people comment. I mean, liking is fine, but commenting, sharing, and saving that really does make a difference. Ooh, I also made an executive decision the other day. In the beginning, I made two Facebook groups. One is titled Ask a Professional Cuddler. The second one is titled Professional Cuddlers and Sex Workers Only. In the beginning, they were only meant for my supporters on Patreon, but I made the executive decision to no longer require people in those Facebook groups to be my patron. It's very difficult to grow your Facebook groups that way. My motivation for this executive decision is the shutdown of Cuddle Connect. Plenty of Cuddle platforms have their own forums, but whenever a site like Connect goes down, all of the forums go down with it. Some conversations should be had by everyone in professional cuddling, not just users relying on one specific cuddle company. What conversations do you want to have in these Facebook groups? Whether you're a cuddle client, a cuddle professional or a sex worker. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to monetarily support me, there is my Patreon cash app, Minivits tip jar, and Stars Avian tip jar. And if you subscribe to my Patreon, there are, what, 15 different tiers you can choose from? And with every ascending tier, you get something in addition to every descending tier. Ah yes, I do accept gift cards. Please do not try to tip me on all my links. My all my links does have a list of long brands I like. I also enjoy receiving Etsy gift cards. You gotta visit my allmylinks.com slash Felicity Azura. If you want to monetarily support me and get something in return, there is my Redbubble, Van Centro, and Teddy's Girls. Redbubble is different from similar websites like Society6. With Redbubble, you can upload artwork and it automatically applies to various mediums, like a framed picture or a notebook cover. So I like using Redbubble. I do upload 
my professional photo shoot photos there. I actually recently got a photo shoot done, so I gotta upload the new edits to Redbubble. Fan Central and Teddy's Girls, they do essentially the same thing. I'm very close to payout on Fan Central, so please buy my premium Snapchat there. If you are a freelancer who is willing to edit my episodes for me, I would greatly appreciate that. Please contact me over on the SW Rolodex. My username over there is Felicity Azura. That's F-E-L-I-C-I-T-Y-A-Z-U-R-A. Just like my Twitter and Patreon. Goodbye for now, my dear listeners. I cannot wait to chat with you about all things professional cuddling and sex work in the next episode. You have been listening to episode 16 of Pro Cuddle Hustle Podcast.